0: Cause I still love you without you. I'm just doing mess, oh Yeah, what you do just makes my head spin. Oh, yeah, Hello, Hello, but and Welcome on to, me to and the Ex Girlfriend's Guide slow. to Polyamory, an experimental podcast in which we talk about uh, the ins and outs of what it's like to have multiple relationships. Um, my name is Monica. And I am here with my co-host. Hi,
1: I'm V. Uh, we are ex-girlfriends, now best friends. We have both been in several successful, um, polyamorous relationships right now and in the past. Yeah, uh, we're poly
0: experts, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I would say, actually. That's why we're making this podcast.
0: I don't know how long you have to do something before you can be considered an expert.
1: Um... I know there's an answer
0: there is an answer
1: no don't google it no no okay. no no um we're not going to be googling things yet yeah also
0: stop saying google oh yeah <laughs> yeah trademark
1: yeah tm um, yeah don't google do tm
0: um anyways let's get right into it V. um yeah we uh Recorded an episode, and we tried to record an episode, uh, and it ended up being uh, just a practice run.
1: Yeah, more us feeling out what we wanted to talk about, and we decided to go in a little bit of a different direction for our pilot episode. Yes,
0: yeah, so if you're joining us, thank you and welcome. We've never done podcasting before, really.
1: Yeah, we really only have experience doing things like TikTok and, um...
0: I did a lot of film editing in high school. I made our senior video. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, although at the end of my senior year, everyone in my class really hated me. Uh, so, you know, when it came up at the end, it was like, made by. Everyone's like, oh, made by.
1: yeah uh, okay. yeah, but um, anyway, we are going to be talking about red flags in polyamorous relationships. I think that's a pretty hot topic, I would say um, disclaimer. These are our opinions and we are not shaming the polyamorous community. We are just trying to make it a safer and more educated space for all involved. And uh, personally, the reason I guess we're making this is because we are tired of misconceptions in quote, true polyamory, unquote, and just get the information out there. Um, you can like us or hate us, but I think we have good opinions. Yeah, um, I was on the radio
0: the other day, and I was talking about education, and, like, that's how, that's, like, the only way to get people to change their minds on anything, right, is, like, to educate them. Yes. So, um, not everyone knows about polyamory, or if they, what they do know, there's a lot of misconceptions, and, uh, we just... I don't know, we want to be hated less and understood more, so here we are making a podcast. And maybe Um, we can save a few broken hearts along the way. True, true. Um, Real quick, V, I didn't put this in the outline, but should we tell people what polyamory is, just in case, like... my cousins are listening or something, you know, someone who sees this on my Facebook feed and is like, what is... Yeah, let's do a
1: quick, uh, definition of polyamory. Um, why don't you go ahead and get us a definition?
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, um, polyamory is the practice of engaging in multiple romantic and sometimes sexual relationships. Uh... And, you know, notice I did use the word romantic because uh, that is what polyamory is. It's uh, multiple loves. It's um, not just having sex with multiple partners. That is uh, pretty different. And uh, that... Well, let's get into it. V, uh, that's that's the first red flag that we want to talk about today.
1: Yeah, let's talk about our, our red flags. Um, so, if you are looking for only a sexual partner other than um we're i guess we should go over a couple terms. Primary partner is um the person you are attached with. Um gosh, there's there's so many webs. We cannot get in. Yeah, into we can't get into all of the terminology, but for right now, um your primary partner is like your quote main person, let's say. Um, so your husband, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, whatever. Yeah,
0: maybe it's the
1: whoever you've you're, been dating the longest, are, or maybe it's the person you live with. Whoever you're opening up with, let's say that. Sure. Um, so sexually open, romantically closed is not polyamory. That's what we call an open relationship. That's not necessarily a bad thing. We're not demonizing open relationships. That's just not what polyamory is. Um, swingers are... Couples who share their partners or seek out other sexual partners and as it is strictly sexual, whether, well, an open relationship can be anywhere to just sex, to a friends with benefits, um, and, you know, usually when you get friends with benefits, things get a little more complicated, but it really just depends on the people involved. Right. Um,
0: yeah, v, I heard the term wife swapping recently for the first time.
1: What is that? Wife swapping would be when two, in this case, let's say, um, two, two straight people, um, couples with the intent to change their sexual partners by agreeing with another couple to, you know, basically do that with. Um, the husbands will sleep with each other's wives and usually in the same room or maybe not in the same room. I don't know too much about it particularly, but for general purposes, that is what wife swapping is. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same as swinging. Yeah, it's a type of swinging. Swinging yeah. has so many facets. It's actually very interesting. They have swinging games and, like, the key, key bowl game, which I'm sure is the most popular people have heard of the most. Have you heard of that? Key bowl? Yeah, you will no. put... Uh, everybody comes into a party. You leave your keys in a oh, big bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, key bowl. Um, Yeah. And then, like, whoever keys you take, you know, that's who you're going home with or whatever.
0: Yeah that's interesting. I'm not opposed to swinging. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's just not polyamory. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say, I'd say I would go to a swinging event maybe, but something my partner told me is that the difference between BDSM clubs and swingers clubs is that like at BDSM clubs, they value a lot of consent rules. Oh yeah. Uh, You know, and at swingers clubs, they kind of assume if you're there, that's
1: the consent to touch you. Yeah, you like Uh, leave your leave your consent at the door. Yeah, so that worries me.
0: So I don't know if I'd ever go to a swing event, but interesting. Um, Fun fact: we are swing dancers and polyamorous,
1: and so we do get a lot of jokes about swinging. And then we have to go into the oh, haha, yeah, that's not actually poly, and yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, we just ruin everyone's fun.
1: Yeah, we're ruiners. Yeah.
0: Okay, Um, let's move on from that. I think, yeah, you can understand. Ethically, non-monogamous is a big umbrella term. It includes a lot of different things, and uh, some things overlap and some
1: things do not. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, let's... You want to take us into our next point?
1: Yeah, our next red flag is going to be when couples attempt to quote save their failing relationship by attempting polyamory. That could be based from infidelity, um, a curiousness, someone could have polyamorous feelings or, um, and not like know how to process those, you know, it, it, it could be anything. Yeah. Um,
0: Let's talk about why that's a bad thing. Um, it's in the same vein of being like we're fighting a lot uh, you know we're not we're not getting along or we have a lot of problems. let's have a baby right um, people who are like yeah let's do this drastic thing maybe adding another person into the mix will uh, make it more interesting.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison, Monica.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard that comparison before. I don't know if that's a Monica original.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've never heard that, so.
0: Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's never good. If I'm talking to someone who is, you know, poly or, you know, particularly new to poly and they're, like, they're married and they seem to have a lot of marriage issues, I would see that as a red flag. Like, mm-hmm. You guys need to work on your own things before you add more people into the mix. It's just disrespectful to the other people that you're adding in. Absolutely. It's disrespectful to your own relationship. Like, if you guys have communication issues, you need to be working on that, not spending less time together by adding in new partners. Right.
1: Like, how are you going to add more... How are you going to maintain more relationships when you can't maintain one yeah so if you don't have a strong uh quote unquote primary
0: relationship you're probably not in the right spot to become polyamorous exactly um yeah and i mean if you think that you're never gonna get to that point with someone then maybe you guys aren't meant to be together yes and that's something that you always say v is that sometimes the solution to a couple's problem is that they need to break up
1: absolutely Um, regarding infidelity specifically um, leading to polyamory a quote from someone I've known in the past is oh well if they're gonna cheat on me might as well know who they are cheating on me with, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. God, that's so fucked up. That's such a not a way to do poly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we were talking about this quote earlier uh, polyamory is legal cheating. I've never
1: heard that before, but you told me about that uh, before the pod. Um, yeah, I get that so much on not only dating apps, but in real life like isn't that just an excuse to cheat on your partner isn't that legal cheating you know oh it must be nice to be able to sleep with whoever you want like i mean yeah it it is nice to be able to sleep Uh with whoever i want but that's not the point of it the point of it is to have more than one relationship
0: yeah to grow different things with different people and add new things to your life and contribute to other people's lives yeah um yeah so what you're talking about with infidelity leading to polyamory i just want to clarify you meant like there's a couple <laughs> one of them cheats and the other person finds out and they're like presumably oh if you're not happy with just me maybe we should try opening our relationship and seeing other people mm-hmm. that's what you mean right
1: yeah yeah like uh clearly I'm not enough for you, so let's open up. Yeah. Um, or or oftentimes it's not even the uh, person that's been cheated on, it's it's the person cheating, suggesting, well, if you don't want me to cheat on you, what if we had an open relationship?
0: Ooh, that, like, makes my stomach turn a I little... I know,
1: I know, like, sorry I cheated on you, what if I did it with you knowing about it? Like, ooh, it's icky, you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely any kind of ethical non-monogamy needs everyone's consent to participate I you know we're gonna eventually talk about rules versus boundaries but you know we don't even need to know who like each other's partners are like as long as you tell me if you've had unprotected sex with them like whatever I don't like I don't care because like that then it involves like my health and my partner's health and stuff like that, but otherwise, like, tell me when maybe tell me when you're falling in love. Also, like, I'm right. very compulsive, so yeah.
0: And that's those those boundaries are different for everyone. Okay. So let's let me use that as an example to talk about. Uh, just before we get off the subject of infidelity, I want to say yeah, you can still cheat in a polyamorous scenario, and that oh, might sound strange to someone who doesn't know much about being poly. Uh, Because they're like, oh, if you can date or fuck whoever, uh, how can you cheat? Well, if your partner sets a boundary, like, you have to tell me when you've had unprotected sex with a new partner, um, and then you don't tell them, then that act of sex was kind of cheating on your partner. Yes. uh, Because you're breaking their boundary. You're not telling them about a new partner if that was one of their rules or, uh, boundaries. again, boundaries, rules and boundaries,
1: different things when it comes to poly. Um, I think that's actually a great segue into, um, a next red flag. I'm kind of skipping one a little bit. Sure. Um, but since we're talking about it, uh, poly relationship with rules versus boundaries, um... Like, for example, I just listed my boundary with my partner is let me know when you have unprotected sex with someone Um, because it involves health, you know? Um, Otherwise, you know, go crazy. Um, Some unhealthy boundaries are wait to have sex with this person until I meet them or you need to meet my wife, boyfriend, partner, husband, etc., before we can go out on a date, or all three of us have to go out, um, you have to be friends with my, my partner, you know, forced kitchen table polyamory, which is where everyone gets along or is civil to each other, um, stuff like that, one penis policy, which, do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, you're going fast. Sorry.
0: No, I, you're saying some things that I know people are going to disagree with, uh, but, hey, this is the podcast for hot takes. These are just our opinions. Yep. Uh, nobody has to agree with us. Um, but just in general, poly relationships that have a lot of rules and strict rules, and they just, they often don't end up working out, um, because those, those people just, ah, never mind. we'll get into that. Okay, um
1: what was I going to talk about? One penis policy. One penis
0: policy. Thank you. Um, you'll notice listeners that I have ADHD. V might have ADHD. Sometimes our brains are like... There's a lot of weasels up there. There's little weasels up there. Okay. One penis policy is a situation in which... Let's just say, for example, there is a straight couple, a straight cis couple, a man and a woman, um, and they decide they're going to be polyamorous, but the man says, uh, you can only see other women, and I can see other women, uh, but you can't see other men. Hmm. Um, is that, is that kind of your
1: understanding, V? Um, yes. Okay. It took me a a second to process it, but yes, basically, uh, when no one is allowed to, there's no other, uh, penis havers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can be the only man in your life kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And even in queer relationships, um, like penis havers of different genders, you know, are not accepted for some reason, um, whether it be transphobia or... Um, whatever. So,
0: yeah. Um, this is a very queer positive podcast, by the way. Yes. We are both queer. Um, obviously, I guess the ti- it's in the title. We're ex-girlfriends. I guess I'm just realizing that. Yeah. Um, But uh, I was just gonna say, very queer positive, very trans positive. What are we? We're sex positive. We're body positive. Uh.
1: ACAB and Black Lives la Matter.
0: Black Lives la Matter. Sorry. That's how you said it. Black
1: Lives Matter.
0: There we go. A clean take. Okay.
1: Anyway. Um,
0: yeah. Please. Anything else to say about that? About the uh, not one boundaries?
1: Penis, Not one penis policy, but um, boundaries. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot of them. Honestly, I could I could go on, but main ones are you know the ones I listed about get along with my partners, you know, and, uh... You
0: can't force people to get along in any situation, and definitely not in poly. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't just assume these two people in my life, or these five people in my life, will all like each other just because Mm -hmm. they like me. Yeah. Um,
1: it's just not realistic. I think another, uh... I think I, I think I can, um, I think we can move on from rules versus All boundaries right. for right now.
0: Sure sees. Oh, I
1: actually have, I do have one more thing to say. Uh, rules versus boundaries, um, boundaries are things you impose on yourself, and rules are thing you, things you impose on other people, and that is, like, you are taking autonomy away. That's why boundaries are important. Um, you're creating a boundary for yourself such as like my boundary with say I have a partner and I have a boundary that is like don't yell at me you know which is which is like a pretty basic one I would say like don't raise your voice yeah. at me um, if they do that they are breaking a boundary and I have the absolute autonomy to leave that situation yeah
0: um, I totally agree yeah uh, can we before we move on can you just real quick can you give us an example of one or two
1: healthy boundaries to have in a polyamorous relationship absolutely um, I think a healthy boundary is uh, communicating with your partner whether it be about um, a new partner or um, like any anything just communicate with your partner uh tell your partner when you're having unprotected sex um let your partner know how you're feeling about people like in general
0: um okay I've got an example I'd say one boundary that some poly people have is like Sometimes you don't want to hear explicit details about your partner's sex with their other partners. Yes, yes. So you have a boundary. Um, You know, you can tell me about your other partners, but I don't want explicit sexual details. Yes. You know, that's because those make me uncomfortable. Um, So for my own comfort, please do this thing.
1: Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes, I like that. Um, You're absolutely allowed to say i don't want to hear about that because of xyz reason you don't even need a reason you can just say hey please you know keep that to yourself you know yes i'm happy for you but like i don't want to hear about it right you know
0: respect your partner's boundaries yeah
1: yeah they don't need to know every detail unless they want to know yeah
0: unless that's established in your relationship yeah
1: i guess i have a like hard time thinking of um, boundaries because, you know, I don't really have that many in my relationship. We're very, very very open style, um, Yeah,
0: when I meet a poly person and they're like, oh yeah, my partner has another partner, he's only allowed to see her on Wednesdays, Mm. you know, that's something that I see as like a red flag.
1: Oh yeah. You Um, know, when it's
0: super restrictive.
1: Any, anything that takes away autonomy or, um, yeah, basically autonomy from a person is a red flag. Like, it's basically the same as, like, a man telling his girlfriend that, oh, you can't wear that because that's too short or that makes exactly. you look like a slut, or, which is just all kinds of wrong. Um, unless it's, like, a compliment, you know? Like, oh, you look like a slut, you know? <laughs> you know? I don't know. To each their own.
0: Oh no, you know me. Okay. Um, which, what did you want to go into next?
1: Um, the next thing on our little bullet point here is new relationship energy. All right. Okay. NRE. Um, NRE is
0: the feeling, that feeling of excitement and overjoy that you feel when you first start getting to know a new partner. Uh, And it's a term you see in polyamory often because some people are like, yeah, I'm polyamorous because I love new relationship energy. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there definitely are NRE junkies out there. Um... You know, people who move from relationship to relationship, uh... You know, they act as though they're looking for something long term mm-hmm. and then as soon as that NRE wears off, suddenly they're like, Oh, we have to break up.
1: Or they don't even uh, do you the courtesy of breaking up, they'll just, just ghost. ghost you. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. I guess I've been the you know, I have been on the receiving end of that. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um NRE is, like, a great feeling, though. Like, we all we all get it. When you first start dating someone, it's really exciting. You, uh, people know that also as, like, the honeymoon phase.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely the more common phase or phrase for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: outside of polyamory. Yeah. Like, poly people know NRE um, more often, I'd say, probably.
1: Um, I definitely have been guilty of NRE, um... Not, I don't want to say hoarding, but collecting like a little yeah. bee, you know. Um, yeah, we'll
0: get six new relationships at once.
1: Especially new polyamorous people who want to, you know, I have I have so many capability of, so much capability of having relationships that I can just date everyone and blah 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 and real then they have all these partners and they realize oh I don't have the energy for this you know <sighs> and that is
0: polysaturation,
1: like, saturation is yes, that what that is Poly saturation
0: yeah throw another term at you guys
1: when you have no time for yourself that's maybe you have too many partners yeah yep yep and for some people. That's
0: seven partners and some free people that I mean for monogamous people that might be
1: two. That's yeah. too much. Uh, well, I think for monogamous people, they have even trouble keeping platonic relationships once they are in a relationship. That's true.
0: No digs at mono people.
1: No, it's an absolutely valid lifestyle. It just not for us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's that's like what they say about us queers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a valid lifestyle. That's not for us. Okay. Um unicorn hunting. Mm. Let's talk about unicorn hunting,
1: V This is a this is a really hot take. Um unicorn hunting. Why it is problematic and what can you do to avoid being a toxic unicorn hunter.
0: Yeah, so let's define it first.
1: Unicorn hunting is Where a couple, usually a um, man and a woman, seek out, usually another woman, to have a threesome with them under the guise of wanting a relationship, sometimes. Not necessarily under that guise, but at least wanting that threesome.
0: Yeah. So it's people who... You get on dating apps and you turn on the poly filters uh, that they have on OKCupid. Okay that's like, show me other people in uh, ethically non monogamous relationships. And OKCupid's okay like, sure. And then it's a bunch of guys who are like, we're a couple looking for a third. Looking for. Uh, my GF is bi curious and wants to have her first time with a woman, and mm. she wants me to watch. Okay, things like that. Blech. Yeah. That's unicorn hunting, um, typically, <sighs> there's, like, there's a lot of debate, like, is there ethical unicorn hunting if you're genuinely looking for a third
1: person to add to your relationship to form a triad? I don't, um, I don't even think I could consider that relation, or, uh, unicorn hunting. I think it's more, uh, well, I guess it is a type of...
0: Right, this is why it's so debated.
1: Yes. um, Couples, quote, looking for a third. Um, Let's
0: talk about why that's bad. Eh, not bad. Well, we kind of touched on on that earlier.
1: It can be bad because it forces the, quote, third person to. It puts the expectation on them to need to like everybody. Yeah, to fall in love with both partners. Yes. Um, Which can happen and that's great but also usually doesn't happen you can't force somebody to fall in love with yeah. people
0: um, and triads are great I know yes. lots of great poly triads that you and I used to be in a poly triad Absolutely, that was amazing did. yes um, but uh, po- good poly triads usually form naturally like there's a couple and then they make a friend with someone and then that friend starts hanging out with them a lot. And then it's like, huh, we all have feelings for each other. That's, that's how a, a triad happens in the, in the wild.
1: Yeah. In the wild. Like we're little birds. I can't wait to do like an episode about triads.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And we'll have, uh, our other partner on for that.
1: Yeah. I'd like to maybe get a, other couple other people on for that episode as well
0: you know some other triad people oh, okay I might have an, I have an idea of who you might be thinking of
1: yeah um,
0: yeah um, yeah that's a whole other can of worms we'll get into that um, um, anything else to say about unicorn hunting
1: yes actually um, I wanted to say if you are seeking out a third for your relationship, or a threesome, or what have you, just make your intentions clear as right. you can. Um, if you just want sex, say you just want sex, and even, you know, maybe you can hire a sex worker, even, um, that way no feelings get hurt, no hearts get right. broken, and, um... And
0: you're supporting a sex worker. Yeah, nice. and you're
1: supporting a sex worker. Um, this podcast is absolutely sex worker positive. Um, legalize it. Let's get reform. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. Let well, I, along. I think that's, uh, the end of our... that's the end of our bullet point list. Yeah, um, that's most...
0: that's the red flags we wanted to cover. There will, of course, be a billion more that we'll cover in the future. Oh, yes. This is just the episode dedicated to some of the big ones.
1: Yeah. Um... Now, I understand, Monica, that you wanted to talk about your recent, um, excuse me, um, your recent experience with, um, we'll call it a a failed, I I don't want, unsuccessful polyamorous situation.
0: Yeah, um, oh my gosh. um, Yeah, so I was recently in a relationship that was unsuccessful uh, because of not being on the same page about polyamory and, uh, I don't know, people experimenting with polyamory is... It ends up with people getting hurt, like me. Mm-hmm. I'm on the hurt end of a failed relationship because someone thought they were poly and then decided they weren't. So that's where I'm at. So I've come into this podcast with some, uh, a lot of feelings, mm-hmm. and I have a lot to talk about. Not that I didn't two days ago, uh, but now I have even more to say.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um hate that for you but love that for you
0: yeah whatever and it's I have no hard feelings towards the other person in mm-hmm. all honesty I um this is just how it goes yeah this is just how relationships are uh relationships are hard and having more than one relationship does not make them less hard
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> so all right you want to say your thing Yeah. Um we've said a lot of negative things today.
1: Yeah, let's um let's say some positive well, things. Let's end on a positive note. Polyamorous is an amazing polyamorous? I'm sorry. Polyamory is a beautiful, beautiful thing. The ability to open your heart and able be able to love and Show compassion and care, and have the freedom to let relationships develop into whatever they may be, um, is it's such a beautiful thing. Um, it's definitely not for the weak. It's yeah. you have to have a mature heart and a mature brain to 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 do this. You yeah, have to um, you have to be able to work for it.
0: I like to say that the reason I'm poly is because I have a lot of love to give, and I, you know, that's nothing to scoff at. I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, and, yeah, like you said, polyamory is not for everyone. It is definitely for people who are mature enough to be able to handle more than one relationship, and... People who are willing to grow, uh, with themselves Mm. and, uh, grow in their relationship to create stronger relationships.
1: Yes. Um, and you know, it's really important to know that not every relationship is effortless. Sometimes there will be nights where you stay up all night crying because you just, can't get something across and then you know suddenly it gets across to someone you know yeah. um, there will be times where you don't know what to say to your partner because you just don't know you know um, and just like every relationship has it has their ups and downs and
0: yeah Um my final thing that I would like to say is just if you are new to polyamory and if you think you're genuinely polyamorous and you're struggling because, I don't know, it's hard to arrange your schedules now that you have two partners or uh, partner B hurt your feelings and partner A wasn't empathetic about it or, you know, any kind of issue that comes up in poly. If you think that you're polyamorous, stick with it. It does get better. You grow as a person, your communication skills get better. Um that's a huge one in polyamory. Yes, you have to have good communication or your relationships are not going to work. Um they're just not um So yeah, just stick with it. Uh polyamory is it's worth it. It it's really uh fulfilling.
1: Yes, absolutely. It is fulfilling and absolutely work, worth the work. I would like to quickly plug, um, a, a quick literature real quick. Sure. Um, the book Polysecure by Jessica Fern is an amazing piece of literature that I recommend anybody even thinking about becoming ethically non-monogamous specifically polyamorous look into um it's amazing it's changed lives
0: yeah um um, that's what i've heard good things about i have not read it myself but i should probably get to it soon for the pod um yeah maybe if i read that we can talk a little bit more about it on a future episode
1: yeah disclaimer i also haven't read it i just uh
0: yeah i was like wow a book you've read awesome
1: no sorry i (laughs) just i just know it yeah
0: okay um i have heard great great things about it though um so it's one of the most highly rated polyamorous books um along up there with like the ethical slut yes the ethical slut
1: by uh dossie easton and janet hardy
0: thank you um was that one off the dome no you I haven't, have, haven't no. Yeah. Okay. up. Okay. Um, Alright, anything else you want to say before we... Oh, let's... Uh, You can follow our Facebook page. It's just called The Ex-Girlfriend's Guide to Polygamy. You should be able to find it.
1: Yes, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We are at T-E-G-G-T-P. That's just the acronym for our name. You can find all of our information. Um, we will it wherever we end up putting this podcast um <laughs> i guess we'll figure that out when yeah it comes we're, to it. we're
0: this is one step at a time folks this is homemade podcasting yeah diy
1: yes this is diy podcasting absolutely um okay all right i think we can get ready to sign off um thank you for listening to our pilot episode one of the ex-girlfriend's guide to polyamory um Ex girlfriend's guide to polyamory. I'm V and I'm Monica. Uh, have a great day until next time. Tell me how you got those scars. I'll find the beauty in every line across your skin. It's like you're convinced that you're stuck the way you are. Driving.